spanning the Valley of the Sun and all across the 48th state. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, 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 happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. And we continue to cover the biggest story in town. Former Arizona Attorney General Mark Vernovich hit a report in March of 2022. That report stated that virtually all claims of error, cheating, cheating, malfeasance, rigged election in Arizona's 2020 election were completely unfounded. Mark Vernovich had it in his hand, knew what it said, and he lied to you and he hid it. And he further eroded your trust in the election process. Mark Bernovich knew and lied. He knew that nothing went wrong in 2020 and he had the report in his hands, but he wouldn't tell you because he wanted to be a senator. He led you on and gave you a taste of, well, we found some stuff that could potentially be unscrupulous and there could be some issues here that we need to investigate more thoroughly knowing full well he was telling a portion of the story and it was not the lead. Um, Do you remember Tom Galvin, Maricopa County Board of Supervisors on this very show called Bernovich a rogue attorney general? Yes. Boy, was he right. He was right. Tom joins us now on KTAR. Tom, how are you today? I'm great, guys. Uh, You heard the report on Mark Bernovich. When you saw it today, what did you think? I've got to believe you're furious. Oh, absolutely furious. Uh, Not only on behalf of the election workers who've been put through absolute hell by an elected official, statewide elected official, who should know better, but also on behalf of the state of Arizona, because you guys know that the state has become a laughingstock over the last couple of years. And the worst part of it is for lies and mistruths and misinformation. And so when people hear Arizona, they hear election fraud. They believe it because it's been put out by people like Mark Brnovich. You know, you, you, you know, we were talking earlier. He put people in danger. Well, he kept people in danger. Original baloney that came from everybody else is one thing. But he kept people in a position of worrying about what was going on, being accused of things. That, to me, is just absolutely vile. Yeah, vile, disgusting. It will be a stain on his legacy. Um, Unfortunately, it's damaging to the state that's going to take years to recover. I think I recall when I was on the show with you guys last year, you know, the election denying stuff had actually pretty much died down after the county had put out a pretty lengthy report refuting all of those allegations. But as I tell folks, when that so-called interim report came out, it was like a bomb went off in the county building because it just set off all these various conspiracy theories and lies and attacks and allowed the grifters to run out there and email folks and collect money from either reliable Republican donors or senior citizens living on a fixed income. And Bernovich himself was on Steve Bannon a couple of days later, fanning the flames. And that report, which was based on lies, was able to get him attention. And he thought he hoped a primary nomination. But it just fueled the fire for the remainder of the year of 2022. Yeah. Uh, joining us on the phone is Tom Galvin, Maricopa County Board of Supervisors, called Bernovich on the show, uh, a rogue attorney general, and you were absolutely correct. Um, what if Bernovich told the truth back then? What if, what if uh, you know, he had a spine and he didn't have yellow running down his back? What if he actually mm-hmm. told the truth? What would have happened in the midterm elections, do you think? 
I th- I think you actually well first of all if Brnovich had held the line to where he originally was in November of 2020 when he said hey there was Republicans who split their ticket mm. guys he was telling the truth back then and then he changed his tune but if he stayed on that line first of all he might have won the primary for senator because I think there was a lot of Republicans who hunger and want someone to be a truth teller and to look people in the eye and tell them the truth like what we do here at the Board of Supervisors and two you might have had other uh, seats up for grabs, including governor, where the Republicans could have won. So, in fact, he did a lot of damage to the Republican Party. He did a lot of damage to the, uh, damage to the conservative cause. And he's really put the party in peril now because it's just dominated by these grifters, these liars, and these people who just dominate using just fake information. Hey, Tom, I look out there and, and I say, as Republicans, you got to hold your own accountable, just like the Democrats need to. And mm-hmm. you were duped by a guy that wasn't trying to spread a conspiracy, knew that there was nothing, and pushed false narrative to continue to keep something alive. And as a Republican, people who believed in this, how do you think they're feeling today? Well, I hope that the people who say, hey, I do my own research, and they're reading all these various conspiracy theory blogs and websites, ask themselves this one question. To what end are these people pushing these lies? And on the most part, they're doing it for money. It has become a cash cow. As you guys have pointed out, since the election, Carrie Lake has raised $2.5 million uh, based on just the fact that she lost an election, but she refuses to concede. Think about those $2.5 million that could have gone to other good Republican candidates who are not out there fanning misinformation, gone back here to the state party or gone to candidates for the next election cycle. Guys, you can't get that $2.5 million back. It's gone, and it's due to people who use, use it for grifting purposes. Uh, let's change the subject a little bit. Uh, Tom Galvin has joined us, Maricopa County Board of Supervisors. We go from the Burnovich disgraceful performance as AG to water. Uh, there was a yeah. big meeting last night, uh, yeah. Scottsdale City Council, on the agenda. Yeah. How do we get water to Rio Verde foothills? It's been eight yeah. weeks. These these folks don't have water. The mayor of Scottsdale turned the water off on them. And so last night, there were big-time talks between Scottsdale leaders and you, uh, uh, along with Maricopa County Board of Supervisors. Is the water going to be turned back on? Where do we stand today? I certainly hope so. I mean, the water could be turned on tomorrow because I found an outside source and I came on with you guys about a month or two ago and I have been pushing for this plan since last year. And I think for a lot of folks, it's a very confusing story. So I'm going to boil it down and make it very simple. Okay. No one has ever asked Scottsdale to continue serving the, the water that they said they would stop serving on December 31st. Fair enough. I went to Mayor Ortega last year and I said, hey, there's a private water company that will be happy to deliver water to these folks need to do it through your standpipe for two years until that new standpipe gets built. He's been blocking that deal. And so now he's proposing all these sorts of deal terms, and he's using all these exorbitant costs and all these crazy uh, complicated things that he says, well, this is my plan, take it or leave it. And let me ask you guys, let's say you wanted to buy a car, and someone came up to you and said, hey, I got a car, it's going to cost you $40,000, but I'm not going to tell you what it looks like. I'm not going to tell you how many tires it has. I'm not going to tell you if it has wheels. I'm not going to tell you if it has any seats. There's no there there. He doesn't even have water. He hasn't identified the water source. I keep pounding the table and said, I have the water source. That would also be a financial benefit to Scottsdale. Scottsdale would be paid for this. And to me, this is the win-win. But now he says he's at the negotiating table. And so I will meet anyone. Um, in fair play, and we'll negotiate in good faith. But we need to negotiate 
uh, now. You can't just give someone a take-it-or-leave-it deal. You have to negotiate. But I think Scottsdale is willing to do that. So where we stand right now is you guys are willing and agreed to negotiate, but the water is still off, and it might be off for a while. It better not, because Attorney General Mays, uh, and I want to give a lot of credit to David Cook, the legislator, because when he started running those bills that were aimed at Ortega, it got Ortega's attention. And David Cook and I have worked well together over the last few weeks. And we went to Chris Mays, the attorney general, and we said, hey, we think an attorney general opinion would be good here. And she got on it right away. And that's why I want to point out, well, um, this is people working together on a bipartisan basis. David Cook and I are conservative Republicans. Chris Mays is left of center. But we've worked together on a bipartisan basis. She declared this is an emergency. This is an emergency because of David Ortega's actions to cut off water. You cannot cut off water to human beings. And she pointed out that water is a vital resource. So I have the water. I have the water. He does not has not identified where the water will be coming from for his plan. I would love to hear it. No one heard it. No I one feel heard like it somebody's no trying to get paid. What's that? I feel I, like somebody's trying that. to get paid. <laughs> you said that last time. I just think that maybe someone's just trying not to make a deal happen because every single time uh, a deal is presented where they say, well, we're going to come back with eight or nine more stipulations. But well, now the attorney general is going to hold their feet to the fire and be like, if you really want to play ball, then play ball. Well, show your cards. Why wouldn't I he make a deal? Cards. Why wouldn't he make a deal? Why does he not want to make a deal? He wants. It sounds like he wants to make a deal that's to his liking. I'm telling you, man, Tom, I'm telling you, somebody's trying to get paid. I bet you have friends involved. There's all kinds of stuff, brother. Yeah, I don't know. But listen, Scottsdale authorized their seven members, seven members of the Scottsdale City Council. They authorized their city manager to negotiate a deal. So I'm looking forward to that. I am glad that Scottsdale has now authorized their city manager to do it. It should have happened last year, but I'm glad it's happened now. Better late than never. And so what I'm saying is that I have the water. I have the plan. I think we have good terms. I think they're fair. But I'm willing to hear Scottsdale out. But this has to get done soon. These people are running out of water. There are now people up there living on rainwater, guys. Have you seen this on the news? They're living on rainwater. Yep. It's unacceptable. Thank it God never it's at least raining. What's that? Thank God yeah. it's at least raining. Yeah. They, they emptied, yeah. Their, they emptied yeah. their pool. To live on rainwater. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. I know. Well, yeah. you let yeah. us know how this thing goes, uh, you know, in the sure next thing. few weeks, okay? Okay, absolutely. Right. Thank you for having me on. All right, thanks, Tom. Tom Galvin, Maricopa County Board of Supervisors. We chatted about Brnovich. We chatted about uh, the water. They, are go- they have agreed to negotiate. So that's a step in the right direction. I feel like somebody's getting paid, I man. think you're right. We'll see where that goes. Up next, Uber has a new service. I'm just going to say this right now. I'm not using it. It's weird. <laughs> We'll talk about it next. Gatos and Chat Show. The Gatos Big Q Poll Question. Brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. This is where you go to KTAR.com. On the left side of the play- page, you're going to see big liar Mark Burnovich withholding all this investigative information from us. But on the right side of the page is my Big Q. You know, uh, Becky Lynn has been, uh, she's been drumming, us, drumming up some business about this uh, big weather event. So I decided, here's the cue. We got a major uh, 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 wind event. That's right. Wind event Wednesday. It has uh, hit the valley. Gusts of, oh, I don't know, there was 88 miles per hour I saw. Yep. Isn't that the movie, when you go 88 miles per hour, the, the isn't that the yeah, that's, Back, uh, to, the Back to the Future? Wow, we got 88 miles per hour. That's and the, how fast and then that was. wasn't there a, uh, what was the other thing? Flux Humbug. capacitor. Humbug, right? Oh, yeah. Didn't Humbug get the 66? Humbug, Arizona got like 67 miles per hour wind. So we had the major wind event. 
I'm asking this question. What's the best movie with an element of weather in the title? No. All right. Frozen. No. Okay. Gone with the Wind. <laughs> the Perfect Storm. That was a George Clooney one when he had the bad Boston accent. And Twister. Uh, number one answer, Twister. Yeah, go 42%. Twister. That's what I, I agree. Like Really? Yeah. Sharknado, okay. you didn't put that up. You're absolutely oh, right. Pablo Sharknado. threw that out there. Sharknado, fantastic movie. It's one of my favorite things. I can't believe I didn't put that up. Change the queue. Several Academy Awards. Love Sharknado. Uh, just fantastic. You're talking about Gone with the Wind or Sharknado? Sharknado. Yeah. Steve Sanders is in that from 90210. That's right. Just Sharknado is a phenomenal <laughs> movie. Tara Reid was in the first one, right? That's and right. I think the last one, she became a robot at one point. <laughs> she I don't did. know how that happened. She but... lost an arm. She lost a leg. And she yes. just she kept going. Those movies were fantastic. They were great. They were man, great. Man. Uh, Becky Lynn, is there any report on more wind in the valley? Or are we done? Because I'm looking outside and um, it's very windy. I'm continuing to watch the palm tree directly over your head. Is that and, how you do it now? Uh, according to that, it is still windy. <laughs> a, hold on. Let me look at the outside. Yep, looks windy to me. Back to you. Uh, sunset Point, 6.53 a.m., 88 miles per hour. 88. Uh, a place I've never heard of. Humbug Creek in Yavapai County. Phenomenal. 72 miles per hour. I do a lot of fishing there. All the water blew away. I do all kinds of, just all, I can't stop fishing there when I go there. I just all the fish I catch there. I-40 at the Pine Springs, a mile marker 159. I know that place very 78 well. 78 miles per hour at 7.03 this morning. Good God, I didn't even know. That's I'm, unbelievable. All of these tumbleweeds I've been selling, and people are like, you're stupid, nobody's going to buy them. I sold out yesterday, and boy... I'm excited. Okay. Phenomenal. All right. Uh, still to come. Uh, still to come. This hour. Uh, this new this this new service, Uber, is, is starting to offer uh, up. I'm not doing it. It sounds weird. We're going to get to that. <laughs> Was We're, it like a kidnapping I'm service? I'm just saying. No, it's not a kidnapping <laughs> service. The Burnovich story is the biggest story in town. This guy screwed us and made us look so stupid. I think right Galvin, or left, you yeah. should be furious. I think Tom Galvin said it said it best at, at the top of the hour. It just it kept people thinking our elections are totally rigged, and then you've got a guy who's sitting as as the attorney general who knows it's not rigged, who's got the information right in front of him, who's got the report, and what did he do? He flat out lied to all of you. He is a, a total disgrace to Absolutely. the state. One hundred percent. He is a disgrace to this state. Um, coming up next, uh, holding up the headlines. Becky Lynn's going to read the news. We're going to interrupt, react to the day's top stories next. Arizona's news station. News station. KTAR. On air. 92.3 FM. Online at KTAR.com. And streaming live on the KTAR News app. Your breaking news and traffic. Now. It's 3.30 and you know what that means. Time for us to hold up the headlines. All right, Becky Lynn. Tell us some of these headlines. All right, here we go. The findings from the state's probe into the 2020 election shows there was no evidence of fraud, despite the former Arizona Attorney General's refusal to acknowledge that. KTAR host and Valley Attorney Barry Markson explains Brnovich had previously released interim reports of the investigation. But the evidence shows that investigators were providing comments to those interim reports, in many cases saying the information in the report was not supported by their findings or providing additional information. Current Attorney General Democrat Chris Mays released the findings and in a statement says these findings prove the election was conducted 
reported fairly and accurately. And we have the full report for you at KTAR.com. Shock and disgust among the initial reactions to the AG's findings and recent reports out of the Washington Post. Secretary of State Adrian Fontes is quote-unquote astounded at how long and pricey the investigation was and thinks the election workers deserve an apology. Maricopa County recorder Stephen Richer feels vindicated after years of providing evidence of a fair election. And Maricopa County Board of Supervisors Chairman Clint Hickman says he is quote-unquote disgusted by new reports that former AG Mark Brnovich concealed certain documents that showed a fair election. Nick Sadowski, KTAR News. Holding up the headlines. Becky Lynn reads the news while Gatos and Chad interrupt and react to the day's top stories. I'm going to steal Chad's word. Uh, What he did, what Brnovich did was vile. I think that's a great word for it. This is a guy who had on his desk the investigation that found the 2020 election in Arizona was fair. And he didn't tell us about it. What he did say is, well, I have serious questions. And I don't think it was all in the up and up. This man lied to you. And I'll tell you what, if he had come out in March, and if he had said, you know what, here's the deal with the election. It was fair. Let's get over it. Uh, You might have a a governor named Robeson. 100%. You might have a senator named Blake. That's a very valid point. Because what he did, what Mark Burnovich did, was just make people, some people, not trust the process and go with people who don't trust the process and kept the big lie going. And every single one of those candidates who kept the big lie going, they're not in office. They all lost. And Brnovich could have possibly even saved the Republican Party. But what he did was selfish and disgraceful. And as an Arizonan, which I am of 27 years, I don't remember a politician screwing this state more than Brnovich. Because everybody thinks we're a laughing stock and we don't know what we're doing with elections in Arizona. But he had it on his desk and he knew everything was fine. And the guy flat out lied, which makes him disgusting. Absolutely. We're holding up the headlines. APS and SRP crews likely will be dealing with outages all day because of this powerful winter storm. Thank you for the sound effects. Countless areas have seen gusts up to 70 miles an hour around the state. Some even more than that. (laughs) Jeff Spawn with APS says be prepared for outages if they happen. Spare batteries, flashlight, you know, water, non-perishable food items, a phone charger or charge your phone up ahead of time. APS and SRP both have updated outage maps online. I don't need any of that stuff. The lights are fine. They're on. At your house? Well, there are not that many outages, are there? There's quite a few outages. How many outages are we talking? Well, I'll have to go look at the thing, but like I just said, (laughs) APS and SRP have updated outage maps. What do you need a flashlight? It's three o'clock in the afternoon. Well, they're thinking that maybe the wind is not going to just stop because it becomes nighttime. Okay, there's that. We have a wind advisory until 8 p.m. Okay. You learn something every day, Gatos. All right, we're holding up the headline. KTAR eyes on the economy. After a historic rise in home prices last year, that house you've been wanting may have become more affordable. KTAR's Colton Krolak joins us now live from the News Center with details. Arizona is in the midst of a housing recession with prices dropping more than 10% since last June. This according to Glenn Farley with the independent research firm Common Institute Arizona. He explains high interest rates caused a declining desire to buy, which means cheaper homes. Demand really evaporated. Buyer interest, once the interest rates got that high, pretty much disappeared, which is why 
we saw those interest rates come back down. He adds still it takes the average household 67 hours of work per month for mortgage payments. Live in the News Center, Colton Krulak, KTAR News. Look, prices are coming down a little bit. The thing is, with the prices coming down and rates going up, you're still going to be paying a lot of money a month, much more than you would a year or so ago. So you're going to want to get a house. It is a good time. It's becoming more of a buyer's market. That being said... It's also becoming a situation where you're going to end up paying a lot of money for maybe not the house you want, and a lot of people don't want to do that. But we've only come down 10% comparatively to a lot of other places who are feeling it. It's not going to be like 2008, but eh, there's going to be some issues. You could buy the house you love now at the price it's at and then refi later Absolutely. on. And I think that's the smart but the move. problem is everybody out there has to understand there's a good chance we're not going to see 2.9% again. But we won't see 7. But we won't see 7. But you have to come to the realization that you can't live in the, oh, I should have, right. because you're never going to buy then. But if your house that you want right now is 400000 if you wait two years, it's going to be 500000 Very good chance. So you might as well buy it now at 4 and then get and then refinance for under 7%. Yeah. Just stop living in the past and live in the future and buy for now mm-hmm. and then save for tomorrow. Holding up the headline. KTAR News. Eyes on education. Schools have been struggling for years with teacher shortages. Well, how is it looking now? A quarter of teacher positions remain open in Arizona schools midway through the school year. It's a slight improvement from the last survey the Arizona School Personnel Administrators Association released in September. Teacher pay is one of the main reasons the association points to for the ongoing shortage, adding it remains one of the lowest in the country despite recent pay increases. Grisel, the Latino KTAR News. We have uh, 5,000 people that are at the head of a classroom who aren't teachers. Yeah. That's a problem, too. That's a problem that nobody talks about. 5,000 people are employed to teach a class and have no teaching experience. We have 3,000 openings. Right. On top of that, just for classrooms themselves. There's an issue here, mm-hmm. and coming from dead last. To second to dead last is not something you brag about. All right. Every day at 3.30, we hold up the headlines. Becky Lynn reads the news. And, of course, we... We mess it up. Yeah. Um, is the, All right. You want to hear some real wind? Listen, here's some... This is not the Chad, all right? This is not the Chad, you know. See, that's real. Hold on a second. What? It's not what I do. See, that's here's that's a game of sound, sound effects. Wind, wind, whoo, <laughs> Holding up the headlines brought to you by Carol Royce, your home sold guaranteed realties, higherprice.com. All right. Uh, a lot of talk about Mark Vernovich. I think he's as disgraceful as Joe Arpaio. I think that both of these men can, you know, for all I care, they can sit in a rocking chair together and they could talk about their stained, Uncle Joe's lap. stained legacy. Um, we are going to talk to Adrian Fontes, the Arizona Secretary of State. He's going to join us at 4 o'clock in studio. Uh, remember, Fontes ran the elections in 2020. What is his reaction? That when Mark Burnovich was the Attorney General, there was a report that said, 2020, all good. A year ago. A year ago. Think all about that. A year ago. Good. And Burnovich hit it. 
hit it like the coward that he is. I'm telling you, hit it. You take a oath. You when you when you serve in these positions, you take an oath, and the thing is to uphold that. You perpetuated a lie by not telling the entire story and continuing to lead people on, and in doing so, you destroyed any chance that you'll ever have in politics again. Oh, no doubt. And and you hurt your own party. How excited are you? Oh, Mike, he's got to be thinking, man, did I just really screw this one up? <laughs> really did. But I right. brought back noon checks. Goodness. So, Fontes in studio, Secretary of State, 4 o'clock. It's the Gators and Chad show. All right, at 4.05, just my opinion, Chad. I think we're going to have a very angry Arizona Secretary of State in studio. I don't know how it's going to go. Hope he doesn't punch us. He is a large man. <laughs> my guess is that Adrian Fontes... The Secretary of State, after hearing what former Arizona Attorney General Mark Burnovich did, I think the guy's going to be furious. Yeah. Because if you think about it, Adrian Fontes... I'm furious. Oh, I am too. I am too. I love this state. We look ridiculous because of election deniers. And now you find out that Arizona's Attorney General, who investigated all these claims, and the report is right in his hand... And he knows. And he files it away. He filed it away. He knows. He's reading Arizona. No, nothing was rigged. Everything was on the up and up. 2020 was how, fair. And he hit it. How many times do we hear? Now, this again, this doesn't rise to the criminal level, but it's still a vile thing to do. How many times do we hear stories about a DA getting something that would exonerate somebody and or paint a different light and they file it away and it gets how found out? How do you out. do that? This happened a year ago. He didn't file it away on December 20th because he was on his way out. Right. And he's like, let the next person. Nope. He got it a year ago. And, you know, I'm going to put this over here. I'm going to give you guys a little bit of something, and then I'm going to go off and do whatever, run a horrible campaign and do nothing, because God only knows what. what I couldn't even tell you what he's thinking. I couldn't. I don't know what he's. Th- I don't know what he's thinking right now either. Um, we've invited him on the show. Uh, I'll just say there's no way. No, no. Listen, if a guy gets a report that the state he is the attorney general for did a good job in the election. And there was no fraud, and he purposely withheld that information and allowed everybody to question Arizona, everybody to speculate about Arizona. And everybody to look at something that takes place here to look like a giant, huge debacle and paint more conspiracies Mm -hmm. when there wasn't anything, knowing full well that everything had gone. And watching... That election, this past election, and seeing some of the stuff happening and seeing it ramp up again, and then a new set of lies to start, a new set of grifts. Tom, uh, I talked about it earlier. Mm. What is Carrie Lake raised two and a half million dollars off of it? Continuing this, only to find out Nothing. it was all BS. It was everything was on the up and yeah. up. Uh, all the claims of widespread fraud debunked. Debunk. The 2020 election. So when Adrian Fontes joins us in studio at 405, the Secretary of State, remember, he ran the election as Maricopa County recorder in How did 2020. He and he lost that race. He oversaw an election he lost. Right. Because as we were joking about, he's also part of the conspiracy. Well, yeah. People were saying, hey, that Fontes guy, he's part of the conspiracy. He did it to himself to say, Lo, oh, there's nothing to look at here. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I just... I, I don't know if I've ever been so sick to my stomach over a politician. Maybe Joe Arpaio. And the thing I always say about Joe Arpaio started is... Started out good? He started out really good here in Arizona. He did some good things. And then you know what? 
I don't know what happened to the guy. He became a caricature of himself, did. believed his own press, bought into it, fell apart. Yeah. That's what happened, right. and that's what happens to a lot of people. It happens to you know, TV ministers. They end up becoming a caricature of themselves. Right. Then the next thing you know, going, Jesus wants me to have a Cessna, and you know, or someone. They start out in the right frame of mind, and they end up somewhere else. And Jarrell Pyle yeah. was a huge, you know, he's uh, a disgrace. He is. He is. Okay, and as as good as he did at the very beginning. It was all just flushed down the toilet. All the lawsuits. Let's just pull brown people over and see how that goes. He's a disgraced former politician. And I'm telling you right now, Mark Burnovich is absolutely in our Pios League when you want to talk about a disgraced politician. This man screwed us in Arizona. Both you, sides of the aisle. If you voted, let's just say, if, you, if you're a Republican out there and you believed that there was fraud... I'll say it again. I have some grace for you. Uh, I don't agree with you. And, you know, maybe you're coming around. Maybe you'll never come around. But you know what? There are people that lied to you. And, okay, you bought it. Okay. It happens. Yeah. But it really starts with the politicians who knew there wasn't anything that was, um, you know, wrong with the elections. And they still lied to you. It starts with the politicians. And Mark Burnovich is disgusting. Because he knew at the end of the day, it's okay to ask questions. It is. When the investigation is done and they say nothing happens and they continue to perpetuate the lie, well then, Mark Burnovich doesn't care about democracy and that makes him unpatriotic.